How we looking on a Thursday, November 2nd. Still uh, pains me to say November, but November 2nd. Can't avoid it. Can't stop it. It's here. Good stuff. Welcome to the Bill Michael Show. I am a said namesake and uh, producing the program, Grant Bills, along today. As always, Twitter, you can find us at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Grant, uh, Grant, I should say, over on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. And then there's Instagram, The Bill Michael Show, Facebook, same thing, Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show, YouTube. Uh, growing. We certainly appreciate that. And uh, you can watch us over there. Listen to us over there. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels show. Same thing on the the Twitch app, uh, the kick app. You can find me at Bill Michaels over on LinkedIn. You can find the link over on Twitter to watch the program. Email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And the website, simply thebillmichaels.com. Our app is The Zone, The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison app. And then afterwards on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all that kind of good stuff as well. Grant Bills, how was it being Zach Heilprin for a day? Oh, it was pretty fun. I felt a little like uh, like royalty parading around with some other Badger <laughs> basketball journalists. No, it's it's cool. I love when the Badgers play a D3 team, a WIAC team. I think it's such a cool way to start the season. And as someone who grew up in Menominee around UW Stout uh, and interned in that athletic department and then went to UWL and, and we carried... Uh, WKTY or lacrosse affiliate carried lacrosse basketball and lacrosse football. And so it's, it's cool to see these programs begin their year and, and to see UW Madison begin their year by playing some of these schools. It's cool. It's really cool. I hope I didn't, did I put Bill to sleep with that talking point? I think I might've, <laughs> I think Bill might've disconnected or I bore, or I literally bored him to death to the point he tipped over, but no, it is cool. And I know a lot of our listeners, you know, around the state, like I know, I know Bill was in central Wisconsin last night, I think, is Stevens Point, who was uh, in town. And, and obviously, Stevens Point is a program that's won so many games throughout the years. Uh, Platteville, lacrosse, they're fun basketball teams. And while, you know, I'm very excited for Badger basketball uh, to watch them, obviously. And, and that's a team that I talk about being in Madison. And, and I talk about on my show from four to six. And I'm sure we'll talk about them with Bill from 10 to two. But it, it was cool to not just watch D3 basketball, but to see kind of a celebration of uh, basketball in the state of Wisconsin last night, no matter the division. And Greg Gard talked about in his post-game press conference, too, like there's obviously only one Division II team, uh, so mostly in Wisconsin. It's a couple D1 schools and a lot of D3 schools, and I'm someone, I, if you listen to my show, you've heard me say this, like I, I think the WIAC is it's one of the best, regardless of division, it's one of the best athletic conferences in the country between football and basketball. You see it in football right now, I mean, like, UW-Stout, I, I was talking to my my mom and dad the other day. They've been going to some Stout games. UW-Stout's hanging in there with UWL and River Falls and Whitewater, these powers. And Stout, which is, I don't know, middling at worst uh, in the WIAC, is hanging in here with some of these teams. I either bored Bill Michaels to death or he disconnected. Uh, so I'm going to shoot him a message. Coming up on today's show, Mike Renner. 1130, that's probably a name that you know. Maybe you watched The Bachelor once upon a time. Mike was once upon a time on The Bachelor, so you might have seen him uh, covering the draft and doing a lot of smart football bits of analysis for pro football focus. You might have seen him on The Bachelor. Now he's with The Messenger and with Underdog Fantasy. He's going to join us at 1130 uh, to talk about Jordan Love, the Packers, what's going on in the NFC, the NFC North, uh, hopefully some league-wide 
talking points as well. So we're excited to have Mike Renner at 11:30. Paul Charchin, of course, will answer your fantasy football questions coming up at noon. Uh, and <laughs> Charch, uh, I think you would be fine with us sharing this. So Charch sends out some of his talking points. On Thursday night, he's like, okay, so here's some of the big stories in fantasy football. Here's some of the big players I want to talk about. Now, we can talk about whatever, but here's kind of some of the things that I've been working on this week. And the first line of his email that he sent to me and Bill last night was, as always, any topic is on the table except cannibalism or cannibalism because that's weird. So we're going to talk fantasy football with Charch. Uh, We will not talk cannibalism, however. So that's what's coming up. Uh, I don't know if we'll hear from Mike Clemens today. Mike uh, kind of drops by whenever things break, whenever things happen. Uh, like uh, yesterday, joined us to talk about Brian Gudikin's press conference, joined us to talk about uh, what Goody had to say, and of course about the Rasul Douglas trade as well. So I don't know if we're going to hear from Mike today. Sometimes he drops by. Typically it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but who knows? With this Packers team, it feels like something different could go on. Uh, at any point in time, whether it's a trade or a roster move or, or a player. Now, you might have seen Keyshawn Nixon yesterday speaking with the media. Shades of Devin Williams after the Josh Hader trade. This is Keyshawn Nixon, and this clip was put on Twitter thanks to Matt Schneidman, who covers the Packers for The Athletic and does some radio stuff as well. Uh, he has a show on in the evenings. It's pretty good. I listen from time to time. Uh, he tweeted this video of Keyshawn Nixon talking about the loss of Rasul Douglas. And it reminds me, I would say, in in a little bit more normal, less dramatic sense, of Devin Williams and his reaction to the Josh Hader trade uh, last year. I guess it would be like two full seasons ago now or a season and a half ago now. This is what Keyshawn Nixon had to say about this deal. I mean, I understand it's a business, but I'm still sick to my stomach, honestly. It's hard for just like overall to the deal. Like, what was the locker room for this trade? Um, somebody who like stabilized the locker room. Um, he's a big part of what we was preaching and approaching uh, as a team, and uh, now he's gone. So he he's got a little bit of a grin on his face. He doesn't look angry per se. This is Keyshawn Nixon, the Packers' safety, and has been playing alongside Rasul Douglas now for two years. They were both brought in, interestingly enough, as additions. Like, Russell Douglas was not drafted by the Packers. Keyshawn Nixon not drafted by the Packers. They came in as outside additions. Nixon kind of as a a, a player or as a name that Rich Bisaccia knew and made great impact on special teams last year, now playing a little bit defense. Now that Adrian Amos is gone and, and they need more bodies in the secondary, Russell Douglas, of course, was picked off the practice squad once upon a time. So I'd like to think that Nixon and Douglas joined this team in somewhat similar ways, uh, unheralded, kind of unknown, certainly not decorated players when they showed up to Green Bay, and they carved out really nice roles for themselves. And they both got paid, and they both got some sort of of a a long-term situation and a longer-term contract in Green Bay. Now Rasul Douglas on a Buffalo, and Keyshawn Nixon is just hanging out. He's got a little bit of a grin on his face. He does not look depressed the way that Devin Williams looked. You know, that famous press conference that'll be burned into my brain until the day I die. I'm going to be in a nursing home one day in diapers, and I'm not going to be able to remember the name of anybody that I know, of anybody that I love. I'm going to sit in my recliner and be like, Devin Williams is mad about Josh. I'll never forget that press conference. It'll, it'll, if, if my brain can remember two or three things, it'll be one of the things that I remember before I kick the bucket one day. It is Devin Williams looking sad, 
and looking so dejected. This press conference a little bit different, but you could tell the Keyshawn Nixon and others on this Packers defense really respected and really thought of Rasul Douglas as a leader and a voice in this locker room. Here it is one more time. This is Keyshawn Nixon yesterday. I ain't really had no reaction. I really lost the words, but I mean, I understand it's a business, but I'm still sick to my stomach, honestly. Just like overall to the field, like what is the locker room doing for this trade? Um, somebody who like stabilized the locker room, um, did a big part in who we was preaching and approaching uh, as a team, and uh, how he's going. Now I don't know what Bill had planned to talk about. I don't know what his big lead was. Um, something that I've been talking about on my show the last couple of nights since this Rasul Douglas trade. You know, this has got to be one piece in a bigger plan, right? I I think rebuilding in any sport, but especially rebuilding in football, needs to be sequential, right? One move leads to the next, leads to the next, right? The Packers are not making the Rasul Douglas move for November 2023. They're, They're not trading Rasul Douglas because they think that it'll help them beat the Rams and support Jordan Love and and really finish the season strong. That's not why they made this deal. They made this deal thinking about next year's draft, thinking about next year's salary cap, thinking about next year's defense, what the team will look like next year and the year after. And when teams rebuild, that needs to be the thought process. That needs to be the line of thinking, right? Every move needs to be made with the next move in mind and the next move and the next move. So I have no problem with the Rasul Douglas trade. I think it makes a boatload of sense. The Packers are your quintessential seller. Like when we talk about buyers and sellers at the trade deadline, should the Packers be buyers or sellers? Should the Brewers be buyers or sellers? If you looked up sellers in a sports dictionary, you could put the picture of the 2023-2024 Green Bay Packers, a team that's really disappointed, going nowhere fast, trending in the wrong direction, has some older, more expensive players. This is this Packers team is a quintessential seller. So it makes all the sense in the world that they would sell a player like Rasul Douglas. Now it stinks for the locker room, but that's the nature of sports sometimes. It's not like the, the Packers did what the Brewers did last year. The Packers aren't in first place looking to make a playoff run, and they sold off one of their best players to, to get a little future capital. Like David Stearns with the Josh Hader trade, it, it wasn't just about saving money although they were going to have to pay Josh Hader, and I don't think that's something that they were excited to do. The Brewers, a team with a little bit of a, a constricted budget, uh, is is it the best investment to put all that money into a closer? Should it be spread elsewhere? What the Brewers did was reset the timeline a little bit, save a little bit of money, and sell Josh Hader for a price that they thought was really, really good. I, I disagreed with the price. I guess they parlayed it into the William Contreras trade. We don't need to get into that. But what the Brewers did was, hey, we're in first place now. We're going to get a little cute and try to still be set up good for next year and the year after and the year after. That's not what the Packers are doing. The Packers are bottom of the barrel in their own division, the bottom of the barrel in the NFL right now, honestly. If you take out a couple of those games early in the season, they've been as bad as anybody, maybe worse. So the Packers are quintessential sellers. What I want to know about this Rasul Douglas trade, what I've been talking about on my show, and I think this will be a recurring theme on the Bill Michaels show the rest of the week, you know, what's next? Okay, so Rasul Douglas has been traded. Got a third-round pick. Saved some money. Great. What happens next? At the end of the season, what's the plan for this defense? In the draft, what's the plan for this defense? What's the plan for other veterans like Devondre Campbell and Preston Smith, right? And and other aging players on this defense that are still pretty good, but they don't necessarily fit the timeline of of this year's Packers team. I, I, I 
saw some tweets and, and heard some comments on this show and other shows yesterday. I listened to a lot of Wisconsin sports radio, and a lot of Packers fans were like, well, if you're going to sell Rasul Douglas, you might as well sell Devondre Campbell. You might as well smell Preston Smith. Well, other teams might not have been calling about those guys. The Buffalo Bills specifically wanted Rasul Douglas because they've dealt with injuries on their defense, specifically to their star corner, Tredavious White. And they're trying to win a Super Bowl. So it makes sense, right? So the Packers can't sell all their good pieces. They sold one, but this has to be part of a bigger plan. And I would like to know, I'd like to start to get an idea, and Packers fans will probably talk a lot about this. What does that bigger plan look like? Not just this week and this month, but going into this offseason and going into the draft. I think we got Bill back, so let's take a break. Uh, Bill's here today. He, he's not out. Uh, he didn't get lost in, in Marshfield. Yeah, he had a little bit too much fun at Nuts Deep 2 last night for the huddle. That's not what happened. He just disconnected. So we'll get rehooked up with Bill, and he will join us coming back on the other side of this break. Again, Mike Renner going to join us today, Paul Charchi, and a lot of things to cover. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in three minutes with Bill Michaels. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We're back. And I know things still aren't right, but that's we'll, we'll get it all worked out. We'll get it all worked out. No problem. Um, I know that uh, it's not uh, the easiest over on the live stream to be able to hear everything because you're not getting the radio station, but we'll, we'll, we'll try to get that fixed. We'll get that. We'll get that fixed. Uh, 877-1670-877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so again. 877-867-1670. Um, so, uh, I know we were talking a lot yesterday, um, about the trade of Rasul Douglas and such. And we actually are going to hear from a lot from inside the, uh, the, uh, the Packers locker room. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, Carrington Valentine is going to be the guy that's now going to get, most likely going to get the start. And we're going to hear from him at the bottom of the hour. You heard a little bit last night with Mike Clemens, Jair Alexander, but we're going to hear Car- uh, Carrington Valentine, Corey Valentine. Uh, we'll talk uh, with, or not talk with, but hear from Rashawn Gary today. We've got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on today. 
regarding the Packers. Here's any worries, and I said the other day that I'm not worried at all. It's just kind of a feeling out period. But the Bucks are now the worst defensive team in the league. And I was watching some of the statistics today when they were putting it up on ESPN this morning on SportsCenter. And uh, they got beat again last night. They were down by a bunch again last night. I, I know that they're talking about, well, we're just kind of, it's a feeling out period. I understand all of that. Uh, but I've said all along, and we knew, we knew, we knew the defense was going to be poor. You got rid of one of your better defenders in Drew Holiday. So you knew that. So you were fine giving up the defense as long as you had the offense. But uh, the one thing about the Bucks is you cannot live on – you can't live on the guarantee that Giannis and Damian Lillard are going to score 25 to 30 each a night. I just don't think you can do that. And that's kind of where they're at. So am I concerned? No, it's, you know, it's only a few games into the season. It's a handful of games in. Uh, But I'll tell you this, it's uh, (laughs) from what I've seen, you know, last night I was uh, we were at Nuts Deep 2 up in Marshfield, which was a, an absolute blast, by the way. Thank you uh, all for coming out and just being a gr- – I mean, we've been in, a lot of, in front of a lot of good crowds, don't get me wrong. That was a really, really, really good crowd last night. That was a great group of people. Um, but as we're sitting there watching the game after we got off the air and I'm packing stuff up and people are, you know, people are, you know, talk, watching a Bucks game because the Bucks game was on TV, it, it – you know, it, the term like lazy. They're not lazy. They're just defense is a will. Defense is heart. And everybody wants to score because that's cool. You know, it's kind of like the old saying of chicks dig the long ball in baseball. But everybody wants to see an outside three. Everybody wants to see a tremendous dunk. Everybody wants to see a big Euro step and a jam and all that kind of stuff. But nobody on this team really, other than maybe Brooke Lopez down low, nobody wants to play defense. You're not going to get it out of Chris Middleton. You're not going to get it out of Damian Lillard. Giannis wants to be known as a defensive player, but when they don't have to go against Giannis and they can go against everybody else, it's pretty easy. And that's kind of what we've seen. And there, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of offensive firepower and talent on this team. There, there just is. But they, and Giannis is right. Right now it's kind of a feeling out period. I think it's a feeling out period not only on the offensive side, but on the defensive side as to how they're going to switch, what they're going to do. I mean, it, it's Bucks right now, and I get it. They don't look good. Give it another three, four games, and then you start to see what it's going to morph into because now you're into a little bit of a rhythm, and you'll, you'll kind of get it. But just I, I'm, I, my, my concern level right now is at a three, if I had to say I'm concerned. So, I, I, you know, that was a topic of conversation last night after we got off the air, believe it or not, was, oh, my God, the Bucks they're lazy, they're slow, they're old, you know, on and on and on. And I said, just, you got to give it a little bit of time and see, it, see what they morph into. See what they morph into. You take a team like Denver, and Denver, ring night, opener, you know, a lot of the distractions coming into the season, the defending champ, and they put on a clinic. They look like they were. They played together. They were ready to go. They're on fire, and everybody's already anointing them. Which, by the way, the Denver was is going to be by, by many accounts the back-to-back champion. 
But then now you've got a, a happy Draymond Green and company out in uh, Golden State, out in San Francisco. You've got, uh, you know, the beard, uh, the petulant beard out in, uh, out in L.A. with the Clippers. And then, as if he's risen from the dead in some way, shape, or form, LeBron played 42 minutes last night, and suddenly he's anointed as the Lakers are now the favorite for the West. It's like everybody just wants to will the Lakers to a championship again. And I am so anti-Lakers, it isn't even funny. And I, I see a team that is going to struggle, much like they did last year. Anthony Davis, while he's playing good now, he's, he's always been a hit-or-miss guy. He can come in and he can completely dominate a game and just beat a man. But can he carry the load night in and night out when they're restricting the minutes of LeBron James? I don't think so. So I think the Lakers are going to have pretty similar to what they had last year. They're going to have a season in which they get into the postseason and then we just watch them very slowly fizzle out. And I think Golden State is a formidable opponent with, uh, with, with the Denver Nuggets. And I think you can't completely count out Phoenix. I don't think Phoenix – I love Devin Booker in his game, and I, I don't think you can count them out. Uh, but let's just wait and see where it all falls right now. I know, I know, I get it. Uh, last night was a clinic uh, by the Celtics over the Pacers. It was like 155, 111 or 101 or something like that. I mean, they just crushed them defensively. They just stymied them in every, every way, shape, or form. And people are already saying, well, it's the Boston Celtics that are now the favorite to win the East again. Give it a little bit of time, and we'll just wait and see. So I'm not overly panicked uh, about that yet. By the way, uh, they went undefeated on the road to win a World Series. Um, What an incredible feat by Texas. They got no hit through six innings, and no team that has ever been in a World Series that has been no hit through six innings has ever won a World Series. I didn't know that. Tim Kirchin brought that up last night. I was listening to, uh, to that when I got home. And, uh, and and they got no hit through six, and all of a sudden the bats just came alive. And uh, they ended up winning the game last night, and they won the world championship, and uh, they are the baseball kings right now. So congratulations to the Texas Rangers as well. They ha- In Arizona, they had a series. They were one of the best defensive teams in the National League. And they had... Uh, it wasn't – they had a bad series when it came to uh, some defensive gaffes. So, not great. Not great. Uh, 877-867-1670. I know we got some sound issues. We're going to get to it. We're going to – you know, we're all well aware of it. Everybody's been telling us. We're not, uh, you know, not not in the dark on that. But when we come back, we're going to hear from Carrington Valentine of the uh, Green Bay Packers because now he's a man. He's going to be the step-up guy. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Got home last night. And before I left the house, uh, I always, you know, take the heat down because you never, if you're not here, you don't want to, you know, heat nothing. So I took the heat down last night. I got home and I always set it about like 66, 67 degrees when I'm on the road. Every room, 66 degrees, every room. Perfect. And I love it because last night it got cold. A little, not frost last night, but got cold. So, and I keep talking about the windows and the doors, and I put the new door down in the great room last year, and it's been just a godsend. It's perfect. Perfect. And I can't recommend these things enough, whether it's the vinyl or the impervia or the wood, or you just want to go for house beautification, curb appeal, and then obviously the economical factor with all the different innovations that they bring to the table. That is PellaWI.com. And they also have professional installers that come and do the job. They can get it done in as, as little as a day. 
and uh, act like they've never even been there. So when you get done, you open your eyes, and you're like, wow, I just got new windows, and who was here? Nobody was here. It's that good. Check out our friends at PellaWI.com, 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI, or go to PellaWI.com. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show. Hopefully uh, you're enjoying the day. We certainly appreciate you being here. And uh, Bill Michael Show brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, at Dwayne's Cover It All. D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne's Cover It All in Wausau. And uh, I was talking a little bit about uh, to a buddy of mine yesterday, as a matter of fact. And one of the... Buddies of Dwayne's actually showed up at the show last night, but you can get a hold of him, man. If you got some kind of need, whether it's a boat cover or it's some uh, interior upholstery, what have you. And I just, he sent me a picture yesterday. There's uh, an office. I don't know where it is, but they sent him like 150 office chairs, you know, desk chairs. And he's recovering the, all of them, the, the uh, armrests, the chair itself, everything, redoing all of them and saving the company some money. So think, think about that as well. 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. 870-2119, and, and, and check him out because uh, he does a fantastic, fantastic work. That's our buddy at Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Coveritall.com. That's Dwayne's Coveritall.com. Now, uh, the Green Bay Packers, they have got now some depth issues uh, in the secondary, and one of the guys they're going to now be relying upon is Carrington Valentine big time, uh, and he's – He's gonna he's gonna have to kind of carry the load, so to speak. Uh, this this is a guy that's gonna have to learn really really quick. And remember, when he was coming into games throughout the early portion of the season, the minute he'd come into a game, they were they they'd go right at him, and he was not great. Uh, Carrington Valentine talks about how he appreciates the fact that Rasul Douglas mentored him and showed him, taught him how to study, and started working with him, and he appreciated that. Rasul was a mentor to me. Uh, I sat next to him every day. You know, I'm sad to see him go. So I learned a lot from him. Like, I appreciate everything, you know. You know, he didn't have to do that. So, um, but with the opportunity, you know, I just got to make the most of it. Also, he said, look, he understood. As a rookie, as a young guy, the minute you get in, man, you're going to get picked on. I mean, that's what's going to happen when you're a rookie. And it's just something I'm going to have to live with. But, you know, like I say, you cut the tape on, you learn from it, and then you keep going. The, uh, the fact is that he has a long way to go and playing defense specifically uh, secondary is not easy to just come and learn. There's only so many sauce gardeners that come into the league and he's got a long way to go when it comes to learning, not only routes that are run places to fill eyes of the quarterback, all that stuff. I mean, you know, coming out of college, but it becomes a different level of speed and such in the NFL. And he talks about that, that he's got a lot to learn. Like I said, I'm young. I'm, I'm still learning a lot of ins and outs of things. And, you know, I'm still kind of like grasping everything. So it's all, it was always going to be somewhere is going to be a focus point. The 
It's always interesting when you hear somebody that says, because usually you are your own worst critic. We can all, I think, can relate to that. Uh, I don't think, because in, internally you know. You know whether you're good, you're bad, or you're indifferent. Are you, you know, kind of giving it your all, yes or no? So he was asked basically, so you being your own self-worst critic, um, how would you assess your play? I've had some growing pains. Um, I've had some ups and some downs, but it comes with the game. So um, you turn the tape on, you, you learn from it, and you keep going. Is he ready? Because the role now has become much, much larger. Much, much larger. And they, they <laughs> uh, you know, I'll get into some other things coming up here during the show, but it, it's, you know, the secondary, it hasn't been bad. The defense itself has not been bad. So is he really ready for the larger role? You know, it's a thing that we say around here is uh, stay ready so you don't got to get ready. So, I'm, you know, even if I don't, I didn't see the snaps that I wanted to see in the beginning of the season, um, I always prepared like I was going to play because you never know what's going to happen. So as a young guy and you're leaning on Rasul Douglas to be the mentor and the leader, as a young guy in that locker room and all of a sudden you find out Rasul's gone, you know, how do you feel about no more Rasul Douglas to lean upon? You know, we took a blow. You know, it, it stung a little bit, but at the end of the day, you got to keep going. You still got a lot of season left to go, and you just got to keep going. And you just you can't just, you know, sitting there and being complacent and, you know, dwelling on something isn't going to get you better. And the other, um, I, I guess, you know, question you would have is when he talks about Rasul being a really good mentor and a leader, and a teacher, what did he specifically learn, if anything, specific uh, from Russell Douglas? Just being a pro, the way he approached the, the, the game, you know, he's, he's been around. Um, so just being around him, he, he taught me a lot. So there you go. That's Car- uh, Carrington Valentine, and he is now the man. Uh, Corey Valentine is behind him on the depth chart. And as far as the Packers go, they're relatively thin in the secondary, man. When you start to look at this, here, here's the way the secondary lines up. Uh, Carrington Valentine at the uh, left cornerback. Jair at the right corner. Corey Valentine, the street free agent, behind Carrington Valentine. You got Robert Rochelle. They picked up from the practice squad from Carolina at the other corner. That's it. You got Keyshawn Nixon. He's now the nickel, and he has been the nickel. But that's it. Rudy Ford over at the free safety side. Jonathan Owens, uh, the guy they picked up from Houston. The strong safety. Dallin Levitt, Anthony Johnson Jr., both at safety. And Zane Anderson is back there as well. That's it. You don't have a lot in the secondary, man, right now. Not much at all. So this defense... It is now, if, if you have to sit here and think, who now has to step up? Well, you're going to go Carrington Valentine, but no, no. What has to step up is pass rush. It is now really incumbent on Joe Barry to figure out pass rush because you have got to get quarterbacks off their mark with this, what I want to call Jair in a patchwork uh, secondary. And, don't get me wrong, the way Jair's playing this year, it's they can pick on him too. He hasn't been the shutdown corner that we've come to expect. He's been ailing a little bit as well. So I don't think there's anything in this secondary right now that scares you. Not much. The only guy that has proven that he's got decent hands, Rudy Ford. 
He can pick a ball off, but everybody else, not right now. It is incumbent upon Joe Barry to get a pass rush because the pass rush then obviously affects what you can do in the secondary and how long you have to stay with somebody. So pass rush is going to be prevalent, prevalent. Guys up front, Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark, T.J. Slayton, plus Rashawn on the outside, Preston on the outside, Devondre and Quay. Gotta, gotta get a pass rush. Otherwise, for, and, uh, you know, now that they've, do you suddenly, let me, let me, let me kind of back up for a second. If you think about, you don't have a great secondary. You went from having a position of, I'm not going to say strength, but at least a solidified position and now a little bit of a question mark. You don't have a great secondary at all. Do you now take some of the pressure off of Joe Barry if this defense starts giving up more points through the air? Now, guys are going to have to learn on the fly. I understand that. But does this does this give – I mean, we already have our opinion of the defense and of Joe Barry and all that kind of stuff anyway. But does this give you pause when you start to look at the reality of things? Let's just say that – this week, Matthew Stafford does play. He's got the yelling thumb, but let's say he does play, and he just airs it out. And he throws for 360 yards, three touchdowns, and the Packers, say, lose this game 24 27-14, And people are screaming about the defense, but they're going through the air. The pass rush is not, you know, not prevalent. But do you blame the secondary now? And blame the Joe Barry defense. That's that's an honest question. I don't think you, I don't think you can go heavily after it because they just depleted it. They, they just took one of their best players off of the defensive side of the football. Grant, do you, does this give uh, a little pause for thought when it comes to the secondary of the Green Bay Packers at giving up pass plays? Yeah, totally. I, I just. I don't know what we're evaluating with Joe Barry anymore. I don't know what the purpose yeah. of this year for him is because right. nobody likes him. I, I think there's like a zero chance that he's back next year. So what is, I don't know. What is the point of this year? Like, why did we even bring him back? I don't, I don't understand what the whole point of this year was with Joe Barry. Right. Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. I don't know, but I'll expect less for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see Jair individually play better. I would like to see him handle his assignment and be the the really, really good all-pro level corner the Packers are paying him to be, but the defense is a unit. Yeah, I think the, ex- the expectation has to be lowered a little bit. Yeah, I I would say so. You have I mean, Not a lot, you know, but if guys are missing tackles and playing just undefun- you know, fundamentally unsound football, that's an understanding. But if they're just picking on... Corey Ballantyne and Carrington Valentine and going after the young guys in the secondary. Now we, we, you know, say, Hey, the, the offense needs to step up because you can't use the excuse of being young anymore, but this is the first time this guy's got full-time starting capability. Do you give him a little bit of a pass if they're going to, cause they've been picking on him the minute he comes into the game and they've had some success. So do you give it a little bit of a pass or do you, you, you know, all over it again? So 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show.
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11 Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. Hopefully uh, you are enjoying your day because it's a beautiful day outside, to be perfectly honest with you. Beautiful day. And um, we're, uh, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, the big question that I asked coming into the program, is this a must win for the Packers? Is this a must win? And I don't say that because of playoff hopes. That's not what I'm asking. Is this a must win because this team, one, needs to snap the five-game losing streak? Needs to. That's first. Secondly, you got to gain some type of confidence. And because also this would be the first time that this team – with a defense playing well enough to to stymie a team and the Packers offensively playing well enough to beat a team, is this team, at this point in time, I don't want to say desperately, but getting to that point uh, in need of a win, in need of something positive. And I say that because if we, we want to keep talking about youth, which we went through last night and it really bothers me, but if you want to talk about youth, I mean – you can have a team begin to it, – it's going to be very difficult for Brian Gutekinds to evaluate a team if they start to just fade. No hope. Like, um, okay, it's just another week at the office. I'm collecting my paycheck. I'm trying not to get hurt. You know, offense is not playing good. Defense has, you know, been a little bit depleted. One of our better players has been traded away. We've been a little bit nicked up, All yada, yada, yada. Does this team because if you lose again and guys all of a sudden start to start to wane, it's really tough to evaluate talent when that same level of intensity isn't there. It's kind of like either think of yourself as I don't know being a salesman. You got a quota, right? And you can start off really hot. 
and your quota is already met and you, you know, are, do you have the same intensity going for the end of the month? Or say it's a terrible month. No way you're going to hit your quota. Do you go at it with the same intensity or do you say, ah, I'll get to it next month? That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. It's not that you're not doing your job because you are, but are you doing it with that same level of intensity? Does the, do the Packers need a win? Is this getting to that must win point? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Is this in any way, shape, or form a must win for them, Grant Bills? Do you think in any in uh, in any way? I think if the future of this team past this year includes Matt Lafleur and Jordan Love, it, yeah, they got to win at some point. Um, I, I don't know if it needs to be this weekend, but you can't just lose every game the rest of the year. Otherwise, everyone's going to get pissed off and sour on each other. And and yeah, so if this unit, if this team is going to look like this in any way, shape, or form past this year. Yeah, you need to get some wins. You need to build some positive right. vibes and, and some better relationships between all these young players. Absolutely. Yeah. They, something's got to get better. And I, like I said, I, I think they've got to get – this is – you don't have a lot more opportunities to – with a lot of bad teams on the horizon, we'll say. You don't have a lot more opportunities to start stacking up any kind of wins. To start getting yourself in a, a position where it can at le- you can at least show continued progress and sustained success of any type. You got the Rams, then the Steelers, which on the road in Pittsburgh, not going to be easy by any, any stretch of the imagination. And then you come back home to take on the Chargers before you get to the Lions. Once you get to that, uh, that Thanksgiving Day game, you got the Lions, you got the Chiefs. Granted, the Giants stink, but that's a, that's a Monday night game. Do you think... Do you think that they would flex that game out of Monday night? I don't know. It's two, two, hu- two huge fan bases. Yep, yeah. two big brands. Two huge fan bases. Uh, I, I, but they're terrible. Both of them are, I mean, I can't imagine if both teams come into this thing with two and three wins apiece as the season winds down. Then you got the Buccaneers. Then you get to go on the road and face the Panthers. But then you got to go on the road and face the Vikings and then you end your season back at home against the Bears. You don't got you don't have a lot of opportunities to get wins. You just don't. I and if Packers are favored this weekend, correct? Like by 2 or 3? Yeah, and I think that's probably contingent on Matthew Stafford not playing, right. which it looks like he won't at this point. He's not practicing. Um then on the road against the Steelers against that defense? Man. Um, okay, let's say they win this week. Third win of the season. Let's just go through this real quick. Third win of the season. You got to go to Pittsburgh? No, they're not going to win. Chargers at home? No, they're not going to win. Lions at home or Lions on the road Thanksgiving Day? No, they're not going to win. Chiefs? No, they're not going to win. The Giants? Maybe. Let's just say if we got a 50-50 game, we'll say maybe, so we'll give them a win there. That gives them four wins on the season. Buccaneers? Uh, I don't think so. Is that game so. at home or is that in Tampa? That's at home. Uh, maybe. That's at home. And that's that's December 17th, so maybe the cold affects the Buccaneers. So if it's a 50-50 game, we'll give it to them. Uh, at the Panthers, okay, that'll be their, what, their sixth win. And then the Vikings on the road, probably not. Bears at home. They should. That would be their seventh win. That would be seven wins on the season. 
about where we figured. But when we talked about the wins and losses at the beginning of the season and people said, well, how many wins do you expect? I said, like seven wins. But it's how you how you look getting from point A to point B. Right now, look terrible. And I know Brian Gudikin said yesterday that, you know, the next 10 games are very important and it takes more time to evaluate not only Jordan Love but everything that they have. And, and I get that. But I think by the time you get to Thanksgiving, coming out of that Thanksgiving Day game, man, uh, I think we're all going to kind of know. Unless some freak things and injuries mount and this team doesn't have any kind of sustainability when it comes to starting. You know, like if Aaron, Aaron Jones goes down again and you've got, you know, Christian Watson's hurt again and Javondre Campbell, that ankle, he's out again. You know, then, then you, you know, you can kind of understand, okay, all, you don't even have half your pieces there as far as starters go. Yeah, okay, it's hard, it's hard to evaluate. But if everybody's kind of back and healthy and you're still looking this bad, man, what do you do if you're Brian Gutekinds in your evaluation process? And I know he, he's in a tough spot, but what do you do at that point? You know, I think uh, you just kind of – what he said yesterday about having and stockpiling money and contracts and such, um, that I understand because at least it gives you flexibility to go out and start buying some additional players. And they will have money next year. They, not that they're going to go out and blow it willy-nilly, but I think they're going to have some formidable pieces that they can put around this team. And maybe within a year or two, it's kind of back to being competitive again. But it all starts with the guy under center. And that's where your biggest evaluation has to be. 877-867-1670. We'll get back at it. Trying to uh, get the, uh, the live stream fixed. I know for those listening. We'll try. We'll do our best. Stay tuned. We got a lot more. Another three hours of the Bill Michael Show. Coming up right after this.